Welcome to Leadership Backstage, a series of unique conversations with leaders about their role today and tomorrow. Hi, my name is Tricia Schröder-Hohenwald. I am an executive coach, an organizational consultant, and the owner of DSH International HR. Another podcast about leadership, seriously? Yes, but somehow different. Over the years, I have been involved in lots of discussions about leadership. What it is, what it is not, what it will be, what it should be, and so on. But from my perspective, far too little open discussions have taken place with leaders about this subject. This is what I want to change here. I want to give leaders a voice, listen to what they say, and see what we can all learn from each other. And also, I have worked with many great leaders in the confidential space of our coaching sessions. But this time, it's not a conversation behind closed doors. The leaders here have accepted to share their thoughts openly, and I hope you will enjoy this backstage view on leadership. Okay, Martin. Welcome to this podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you for the invitation. I'm in Cologne and you are in Prague. Yeah, not far. Let's say 100 kilometers from, from Prague. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's about 120 kilometers and we are just at the border of Prague, our offices. Yeah, so thank you for taking the time. And um, so just a few words how we met. We have met in the Supercoach Academy that we are still doing together this uh, beautiful coaching training uh, where we are both participating at the moment. And uh, it was for me a very rare combination to have a managing director also learning to become a coach and at the same time leading a very successful company. And I wanted to hear more about, about your success stories and what you, but also your challenges, of course, but what you do and how you do it. But before we go in details, maybe tell us a bit about your role currently and a bit about your company. Okay, so uh, I must say we are still more in the challenging part of our business. We, we started the company six years ago, but uh, the team has been working together for 20, maybe some, some people even 25 years together in the field of uh, nanostructures, nanotechnology. So what we essentially do is we take a very cheap material, such as, such as plastic or metal, and we add some very clever, precisely calculated structure to the surface or into the material. And we change this simple piece of plastic into something that is valuable such as a uh, uh, protection device against uh, counterfeiting. Uh, you might know them as holograms, security holograms, or other, other security features. Or we, we can take a piece of plastic and turn it into very efficient uh, uh, optical component that works with LED and is able to redirect light. So it's a technology company. We have uh, approximately 30 people. Uh, half of them are, or even more, are scientists, PhDs with, in uh, quantum electronics, uh, mathematics, uh, nuclear sciences, uh, and quite a lot of other areas such as uh, engineering or more chemistry. So it's a, it's a, it's an amazing team full of very strong individualities and really smart people. 
and I'm really thrived. Uh, I'm really thrilled about uh, being able to work with them. So it's still a, quite a small company, and we are still at, at the beginning because um, we are trying to change several industries. Uh, not with many people, not with a, a big capital, but just with clever, clever ideas. And uh, we have to do it by being really smart, really clever, really innovative. We, we don't play innovation. We don't, we don't try to innovate. We really do. Otherwise, we would not survive. So we have these two main fields. Uh, one would be the uh, protection against uh, counterfeiting, mainly in uh, passports, visas, uh, uh, tickets, and uh, stuff like that. And the second is uh, optics uh, for mainly indoor lighting, but uh, in the future also for car industry. Mm -hmm. Before we go into more details, what's your role? Uh, my, my role is... Uh, to look after people, this is how I how I see it. To to just talk to them, lead them, see what obstacles are there for them uh, in in terms of workplace or environment, or even even with them. To just see who, who what they fit best, what they love doing best, and uh, that that's how I see my role. Uh, yeah, and I call it or it's called managing director or executive director, but. My my role is uh, really to to leading to lead people and to to support them. Okay, and how long have you been doing that? Well, I I've been uh, on a different position for the past four or five years, which was uh, the CFO of the company, finance director. But I was part of the senior management, so I was involved in these things. But for the past five months, I've taken much more intensive role. So I look after the daily operations on all, all daily stuff, and uh, which mainly uh, uh, means uh, talking to people and looking after to people, but also all the, all the operations of, of the company. Do you, do you make also the strategic decisions about, um, about this company and its future? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the co-owners of the company and uh, yeah, we are, we are three, let's say, directors of, of the company, main, main directors or so-called executive directors. And uh, we are for, for, for virtually all, all strategic decisions. So, of course, some, some of them have to be approved by the board, uh, by, by uh, the shareholder meeting, but most of the decisions we can make uh, ourselves. So yes, we create the, the, the strategy and my, my biggest part is uh, also sales, marketing, and, and finances. Mm -hmm. You have a very humble way of talking about your role. What, what are the main challenges that you see at the moment in your role? Well, I'll, I'll start with what, what the company is challenging, and then I'll jump more to, 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 to what I see in, in the role. Uh, as, as most startups do, we, 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 we are facing challenges regarding funding and, and finances all the time. So it's, it takes quite a chunk of my time and my colleagues' time is looking after the finances. So that, that would be the greatest challenge yeah? if I had more time to, to look after the daily operations or strategy or, or people that would be even greater. But it's, it's, it's being solved now and we are getting better, better at that. Uh, Regarding uh, my role inside the company, this is how I define it. 
this is this is the position that that I found for myself and other people are stronger in some I just love people and I, I love hanging around the people and I can see that if I can create a good environment for people and support them, they will be the ones doing doing the jobs well. And that is the biggest asset of our company. And it's not a phrase, uh, really. Our company is, is, is made by, by the people who are really smart and knowledgeable. So uh, the challenges or the things that I, I solve mainly are about uh, yeah, different individualities. Many of the people are, have very strong personalities and are, are very smart. And to, to, to get them to work together and to, to really be able to understand them and their needs and to be able to coach them or support them is, is the, the main challenge. But yeah, I don't see it as challenge. I, I see it as part of what, what I do and that what I love, love most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, they have different ideas about how the company should be run and what, what the company should, the direction of the company should be, the way things should be handled. Some people are very much focused on details and other people are very much, very much like to take the helicopter view or have, have much broader perspective. And the detail, focus for detail makes some of the people the best scientists and they are very good at it. But very often you can't, yeah, you can't stay with the details and focus for for one tiny detail for several hours, and they love doing it, and that that makes them great scientists. But I have to be able to 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 show them that uh, sometimes we have to make much quicker than not try to solve everything, everything, everything to the very detail. Yeah, so that 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 would be, of course. And there are many other uh, challenges regarding running running a small company, uh, talking to uh, business angels and investors and uh, authorities. And we also work a lot with governments, and a lot of our products end up with governments. So uh, yeah, and that's a special special type of business because it's not in our hands. Mm. Decisions are very often made without us somewhere far away from us. So yeah, you can get delayed. A project can be delayed by one year and sometimes five years without yeah having having a, a, a great reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so what we face every day is uh, we fail a lot. Yeah, we try stuff because we are trying to beat companies that are hundred times, sometimes a thousand times bigger than we are. We have less capital, fewer people but great ideas and we have to try a lot of things and we don't win all the time. So to, to be able to lose quite often and to fail with many things, to try stuff uh, is the biggest thing and the most, one of the most important things for the whole company and for all the people to be able to fall down and then get up. And that is not easy for everyone to be told no, salespeople to be told no many times and uh, projects to be de- delayed by, by several years, that, that, that is difficult for some people. And uh, I love supporting them with that. And yeah, that's why I also train in coaching mm. uh, because that's a part, big part of that, to coach people, to support them and help them get over the obstacles and all over the failures and yeah, mm. all these things. Well, what did you learn in the in this coaching training? Maybe you can talk a little bit about it. It's a very special training. I'm going. I'm doing this with you, and uh, I'd rather let you let you talk a little bit about it, and instead of me uh, 
showing my version of it. So mm. you as a leader, how are you seeing this coaching training? What, what, what are you getting from it? Well, first of all, the most important bit at this moment is what, what it did for me. Uh, what I saw about the possibilities of uh, how, how the mind works, because the whole program is uh, very much focused about what are the principles of uh, human functioning, how, how we work as human, uh, humans. And when I understand myself, I, I get to understand much better other people as well. Uh, I really don't get bumped by, by a failure by not being successful because I can see how, how dangerous it is and how, yeah, how damaging and how tiring it is to really ruminate about all, all the bad things that happen to you. And I used to do it. I used to do it for many, many years before I came to this understanding. So uh, now I can see that it's not really helpful mm -hmm. and I can get back, yeah, back on uh, quite, quite easily. Uh, I, I also found a way that is much more productive for making decisions that I had before. What I used to do was uh, think about stuff all the time. When things did not go well, I would think about them. Before every, every meeting, I would think about the meeting. And, and during the meeting, I would be thinking. And after the meeting, I would be uh, analyzing. And this, this was taking so much time. And through this teaching and through this uh, training through these trainings I, I found out that yeah we can really rely on our own wisdom on our own innate intelligence uh, uh, intuition whatever you call it and it turns out it works much better for decision making for being present to being able to listen because when I'm thinking all the time I get tired when I'm thinking inside a meeting I'm not really listening to other people because I'm in my head all the time. But when my mind is open and I can rely on knowing what to do, I, I listen much better. I listen to other people and I can see uh, different possibilities. So making decisions became very, very simple when, yeah, when the mind is clear and uh, the, the, the thought flows, when you can look uh, for wisdom, for, for new ideas, new insights inside you, yourself, and you don't have to look to other people all the time for, for strategies and, and ideas. And there are so many other, other, there are so many other, other fields where, where it helped. Yes, yes, thank you. But does it mean you, you, you don't do any planning anymore? You don't do any preparation for your meetings? You don't need numbers and figures and Excel sheets and all this stuff? Of course I do. Not as in the past, of course, we, we do some planning. And, uh, but um, from a different perspective, if I'm still a financial guy or someone who is very much into finances, so what I'm doing now is really to create, we are creating a controlling department and we will be controlling things much, much more clearer, not as a way to, to, to punish people, but just to, to understand what is happening and be able. And since we are growing now, there, we, we need to, to, to have a, a better understanding of what is happening, uh, etc. But, uh, I used to overdo these things. I used to, yeah, I would, would uh, analyze every meeting and if it's, especially if it went bad, I would go in my head and think about it a, a lot. And that was taking so much time that I can now spend 
talking to people and or taking doing another meeting and i don't get tired yeah i i, I don't come home yeah with with crazy mind and mindful of things i come with with clear head so yes uh, we we do numbers we the we, we have goals but we are quite careful with the goals because they can become toxic i've seen it in in many companies and i used to work in in, in very big plans and goals and uh, which never worked. Mm-hmm. They had uh, intent, uh, 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 very big motivation systems around the goals. It never worked. It usually backfired. Yeah, it didn't didn't work. Any incentives didn't work, especially not not in long time. So we now have goals as something that is able to tell people, tell all people where we are headed. It's not a way, well, you have to get it. It's not even a motivation. It's not like, well, yeah, the better the goal and uh, the incentives that would make people get there. I use goals as just setting some targets so that everyone goes in one direction. Mm. And, it, and, and it works. Yeah? If people can understand why we are doing it, and I spend a lot of time explaining why we have these goals, why we have these objectives. And uh, yeah, they have to be aligned. All these objectives have to be aligned and people need to understand them. And I see my job and all managers' job uh, supporting their people to achieve their goals and, and, and targets. But if we do not achieve it, yeah, well, it's not a big deal because we know we, we are making up all the targets, all the goals. Mm. We do not have a crystal ball, so we don't know what the market is going to do, what the government is going to do. We are thriving. We are we are uh, trying to reach the goal, with and at the same time we know it is it is made up. It's completely made up what is possible and what we can do. And sometimes we do so much better. Sometimes we we we, we do worse. And we have very ambitious goals. We are trying to to reach very 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 big goals. And sometimes we succeed and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. How did this um, this uh, training and the, the this this approach of the three principles and this approach of uh, understanding of the mind and how our uh, experience of life works? How did it change you? Also, regarding your relationship to your colleagues, did did they notice anything? Did they tell you anything? Do they know about it? Well, they do, even though I rarely talk to about the understanding directly with them, unless they are interested and they come to me and, and talk about this. But uh, it, it, it changed me significantly. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it might not be always so visible because it's a lot of internal things and I, I was always good at hiding my feelings and, and looking confident while I was struggling, uh, smiling and uh, pretending to be happy while I was uh, nervous and, and stressed. So, so yeah, some people noticed it, uh, especially the ones that know me uh, better. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. The managers, are, and I used to be one of those, uh, are usually very good at hiding what they really think and, and how they really feel, or at least they think they, they, they hide it quite well. So it did change me significantly. It's, uh, yeah, I would say that I'm much more empathetic. I understand people much better. I am much more patient with people. Uh, I, I care much more about people. 
and I understand what it means to go through bad mood. Uh, if someone is in a bad state of mind, I understand where it is coming from and how difficult it is to, and that all the behavior that people are doing uh, is, is driven by the state of mind they are in. And since I know that this is an internal thing, that uh, all feelings and all this behavior is driven by, by their thinking, by their thought, it is not caused by external circumstances. It's an internal thing. There, when, when someone is, yeah, has a lot of on their mind, a lot of thinking, they, their behavior will change. And very often they become angry, frustrated, fed up, stressed, and the more they are looking to external circumstances for explanation, the more they struggle. The more problems, the more static the, the, the problems are, more stable the problems are, and they don't flow. So my, my, my role also is to, to point them out uh, that, yeah, this is, this is much more about what is happening inside than uh, on, on the outside. And yeah, I don't get it fed up so often. I don't get, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost never stressed. Very rarely. Even when driving 120 kilometers every day, before coming to this understanding, I, I was stressed while driving. I hated other drivers. I hated the time that I spent, yeah, almost three hours every day traveling. And I saw it as, as wasted time, as time that is very unpleasant. And these, day, uh, these days I love it. I really do enjoy it. And it's not, it's not a technique. It's not a positive psychology. I just saw how I was making myself miserable while driving to work, while always thinking about, oh, this is a lost time. This is, uh, yeah, other drivers are, are haunting me or, or uh, yeah, they are stopping me from getting to work quickly. The, these days, I, when I see thoughts like that, and they still appear, I just let them go. I'm not interested in that because I know where they lead. So I arrive at work uh, with fresh mind and uh, rested and well, and I come back home to my family with very little on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, so like a miracle. And it is so how, how, how valuable would managers or, or anyone, any worker uh, would find to turn three hours a day of, of uh, dreadful time into a pleasant time. What, what, is, what is the value? Three hours a day, 15 hours a week, and turn it from, from something that I hated and really despise, not always, but very often, to something that I, I enjoy. And again, not always. Sometimes I do get it fed up, but way less. And I use the time to, to call people or to think about stuff or just enjoy myself or to listen to tapes or to, to, yeah, to talk to, to people over the phone or well when they are driving. Do you, do you remember the moment it shifted in your head? The uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do remember. There were many, but the the biggest the biggest one was when I saw that it is it's not only on me on my on my brain that everything does not depend on my brain that I have to figure everything out. I, I used to try so hard, especially to impress people. That was a big thing uh, for me. Is was to to really think heavily about what other people are feeling and, and thinking 
especially about me. Mm. And then say the right things. Even doesn't matter whether down, let's say down towards people who are working for me or to my colleagues at the same level or when I was working in a, in a bigger company to people above me. So I would always try for approval, for uh, trying to find the, the right words to say and, and also to come up with all the ideas. And then one day I saw that, oh my goodness, there is so much intelligence and so much take, being taken care of automatically. And I saw it in my body. Yeah? I, I, I saw it that, oh, it's not up to me to digest. To, to, uh, and by me, I mean the intellect, the, the, the conscious part that is trying to do stuff. So it's not up to me to breathe. It's not up to me to, to digest and to fight bacteria. So there's so much intelligence going on. I, I, it's not up to me to connect the, the neurons in my brain to an idea or all these things. So this is something that is taken care of. So there's so much going on already without me doing it. And I could see, oh, there is so much support in everything I'm trying to do at work or anywhere else, such as making impact or influencing other people or uh, having them like me. <laughs> I don't have to try that. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to be empathetic uh, to, 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 to understand that. It's, it's automatic. And it was like a big boulder falling off my, my, my back, of my shoulders. And it was such a relief that I, I really don't have to all, do all these things. Mm. And, I, and I tested it. I tried. It wasn't like, well, I, I, immediately I saw it. I, I tested it. And I, I did hear this from my mentor, Mike, Mike O'Neill, and other people saying, well, you can trust your wisdom. You can trust your intuition. You don't have to over-prepare and, and stuff. So I went to, to a, a, uh, a conference. And I had a speech there, my first bigger speech in front of journalists, etc. And I did prepare a presentation, slides, but I did not prepare what to say. I did not prepare what to say the first minute, second. I didn't train at all. I knew what I was going to talk about and it was the best talk ever. It went so smooth because I wasn't concentrating. I wasn't trying to impress anyone. I wasn't trying to make them laugh. And jokes just came out of my mind, my mouth. Ideas came out of my mouth. And because I wasn't concentrating, I, I could play with, with the public and I, I could connect with them very easily. And it was the best presentation I, I had. There was virtually no, no stress after I got on the stage. And it did well. So, yeah, I learned and then try, learned to, to rely on my own wisdom more and more often. And now this is the way I, I, I run the company. I, I know that the right thought will occur in my mind at the right time. Right words will come. And very often the, the, the idea that comes is to go and prepare. Very often it is to go and prepare a business plan. If I go for a, a, a pitch for, for my company, I, I need some data. But... At the same time, I know it's not about the slides. It's not about the pictures and the right numbers. Yeah, you have to have them. But if I can come to, to a business partner or a possible in, uh, investor, and if I can connect with them as person to person, 
that works so much better. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many discussions and I've met with very rich people and yeah, many different styles. And this is what always worked for us. That's why they like us. That's why so many people are interested in our company because they, they see we are people, we are human beings, not trying to pretend all the time something. Yeah, we do have good numbers. We try to show good numbers and we good, prepare good presentations. But yeah, we, we, we remain people and we honestly speak about what, what the risks are. And we, 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 yeah, we, we show we care not only about us and the numbers, but also about the people and uh, everyone who is around us. There's something spiritual about the way you describe it and something like carrying you. This is something I feel as well also in this, um, in this journey that we are going together uh, through this uh, Super Coach Academy. But is there... Do you do you encounter understanding around you through your you have two uh, colleagues in the management do we, do they understand your new approach this the way the way you talk about it the way you 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 present yourself and you show up do they understand that well I would say partially and uh, on let's say on a conscious level just partially on the on the unconscious part they they, they must understand it because they do very well mm. and uh, they yeah they might not be able to put it into words but uh, the things that I describe is not being affected too much by failure and being said no that they, they have it they, they were born with it or they've learned it uh, just by living it so they get over obstacles quickly they are able to connect with other people so they have it in them a big part of that uh, I just I study coaching because I want to be able to express this and share this with other people and there are people who just have it in them they don't know how it works why it works and they just live of that and this understanding this coaching school or, or uh, academy is, is for me to make it more uh, understandable, more uh, tangible and to talk about this. So they do know, they do know what, what it is about, they understand how important it is, uh, the state of mind. Uh, I see it as much more important than they do and this, that's why I am the one in the management focusing on people. Mm. And this is just the, 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 I would, if I could spend 90% of all my time focusing on, 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 on people, I would, I would see that as, as perfect. It's that, that's not how it works for me at this moment. I still do spend a lot of time doing all the other management, stuff, but I, I try to spend as much time with, with people as, as possible to really listen to the people who are in contact with the customer who are in contact with the machines who are doing these things and they have all the answers they they do and this creates a great picture so uh yeah so i care about people because uh i i see that this is the value of the company and they are creating all the all the value and this understanding makes it even more visible and helps me to connect with the people and make it understandable for them as well do you, do you see any uh, tangible results out of the the way you're leading this company any uh, yeah in terms of business development something that has changed in uh, in the company that is 
as a result of a, a different way of leading people? Well, it is difficult to measure what the impact is uh, of the, of this directly. Yeah? So I, I know, but I can't talk about uh, specific numbers, but I know business cases that, that uh, would not happen for, for me or, or uh, even finding some investors and, and partners that would not be able uh, for me to, to have, if probably very unlikely to have before this, this understanding because I would not have made the call and I would be too scared or I would be too, too, too nervous to, to do that. Mm. So uh, I think, but I believe that we will be able to show tangible results within the next uh, two years. We have very big ambitions and if we can achieve our goals. And I, as I say, I strongly believe in supporting people having the right goal and then supporting people, give them enough resources and uh, aim for that. And if we can achieve what we are aiming to, uh, the, the results will be very tangible. And then I'll be very happy to, to share, share, share the results of this new approach. Yes, yes, very nice. <clears throat> when was your very first leadership role? When was it? Do you remember? Well, yes, I do. Uh, in in terms of business, because you could call a leadership, uh, yeah, at, at at school running a project like that. But uh, a business, I was nineteen years old and started my first company. Uh, so it was a small business. We started a pizzeria mm -hmm. in, in in the city. So while studying college, we started our own pizzeria business, and I had uh, back then I had eight employees. And I was 19 and my first employee, the first employee, she was 65. And I was this 19-year-old boy who really knew nothing about business. Uh, so that, that was my first role as being, being a, a director or owner uh, or co-owner of, of, of a small company. What, what drives you at that time? What did you want to, to do? Why? Well, uh, it, it looked like a very good opportunity. There were not many pizzeria business in, in that city and uh, very few of them had, had uh, uh, the uh, delivery services uh, uh, as well. So it was a good opportunity and I don't know, it, it was just an idea. Like why, why, why not try that? And I had a partner who was very entrepreneurial, so he dragged me uh, a little bit with him and then I ended up being alone at the end. And I also probably kind of knew that it's, it's great to study college, to study economics and marketing at college, which I did. But the real life, uh, real business was so much different from everything I learned. It's not that it wasn't true what we, what we studied, but it was not very practical. And uh, yeah, the, the real life was very different. So I had great experience. I studied yeah, university and at the same time I was living the real, real life. Yeah, and it's it was yeah we failed again many times and we learn from 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 mistakes a big time. So it was it was a very good experience, and that's probably why I did it. I I wanted to have experience uh, of, of running a business and doing it myself uh, uh, before I left the college. Mm -hmm. And and after that. Well, then I then I went to work for for uh, another company that was uh, yeah let's say co-owned by by our 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 family, 
And it was a big, big very big company. It had 4,000 employees. And I started on, on a very low level, I would say, uh, as a yeah, junior sales there and I kind of went from from there to to being a projector and then a marketing manager and then a sales director of of one of for for a regional sales director and then the company was sold to 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 new new owners and it was split uh, part of the business was 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 closed some some of it continued and i went to to this new area which was the technology one that i'm in now it was a different company but mm-hmm. a similar region and again there i started as a salesperson and within a, a, a year uh, i became a, a, a vice president of the company so mm-hmm. it was quite quick and then after some time, the whole company was uh, uh, again uh, taken over by some capital and uh, most of the managers left the company and we started this new business. Mm. If, you, if you think of the uh, leadership style and leadership culture that you um, got to know at the beginning of your career and the way you lead today, where would you see the difference? Well, I, I would almost say it's the opposite direction. It's very much different from what I've learned at school or what I've seen in, in, in the companies, especially in the big ones. Mm. Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was very much focused on numbers and tables and, and goals and objectives. And, uh, yeah, a, a lot of things were fighting, uh, yeah, people fighting each other and disagreeing with each other. Very, yeah, it was more about management than leadership. <laughs> there was very little leadership from what, what I saw. Uh, there were many things. It was very much what we would call outside, uh, which means there were many things that managers were trying to, to do on the outside. Mm-hmm. to make people uh, to motivate them incentives and threats and uh, changes of structure yeah? we, in the big company we went like five or six times through complete structure changes mm-hmm. and without anything hap- really happening inside the company so i saw all these things that they tried and all these consultants i did work with the, the yeah many several of these big four uh, uh, consulting companies and they brought their ideas and techniques and all these things and nothing worked mm. because the problem the problem was not in the structure of the business of course there were some 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 problems outside but the big, biggest one as I saw it was that yeah they did not really listen to to, to the people mm. uh, the management did not really listen to to what people were saying and what they needed so there was li- not not so much leadership there. Uh, in some parts, yeah, it was good. In some parts of the company, it was good. And new managers came and they saw it and they really created small teams or smaller teams and pulled together and it worked and it, it worked better. So that's where I learned some, some parts. But the, the total style was very much as uh, described in the books, like really following the books. You should do this, you should have this, you have, should have this system and these processes. And all failed. It all failed. It didn't, didn't work very well. Mm-hmm. In other, other companies that, that I worked for and worked with, it was, it was better. It was more focused on, on the people. But still, the, there were... Yeah, the managers did not understand people really. 
Mm. As I see it in, in most people, most people still believe that, uh, yeah, the performance is dri driven by external events and external conditions and everything like that. I, yeah, my, the way I do it is I, I, I really try to understand why, why the person is not doing what they are supposed to do, whether they really understand what is there. And I lead from, from uh, let's say, a goodwill side. I really believe, strongly believe that people care about the company and about their position. They want to do well. And if they are doing something that is damaging the company or themselves, it means that they either don't understand what, what they are asked to do or they are struggling internally. They are not in the right state of mind or in a good state of mind. There's some problem with them. And I don't see uh, them as intentionally destroying the company. So I go to them and I try to find a good way to, to, to find a way how to find a common ground. And yes, it can lead to them leaving in the end. Of course, it's not like keep everyone inside the company or keep everyone happy. They have to perform. There are some goals, there are some yeah, expectations. But I, I really come from this, uh, uh, let's say, goodwill uh, position that I, I strongly believe that people want to do well and they want to work for a company that does well. Mm. And this is creating a different spiral, different, different way of uh, behaving and the, the, all the conversations are different than being a manager who comes and tries to manipulate manipulate the employees because this is the common strategy that is happening these days and has been in the past even though it's changing it these are the ways of manipulation uh the the, the it's much more now today towards the positive motivation than the negative motivation but it's still manipulation it means it's very much very often saying well people are kind of lazy or stupid or or they don't want to work well or at least some of them so we have to do something to motivate them to, to work better. If we, yeah. if we don't give it to them, they will not work. Well, that's not my experience at all. It's not, not a it's single a person. Old, a very old view, yes. old fashioned view of, uh, of leading yeah. people. And, and, and it's still used. It's very much still used. It's much, it's became more complicated and more, more uh, professional. Yeah? It's like, well, you, you still motivate them, but you do it uh, uh, very... Uh, by some some clever methods, you have instruments for that, and you give bonuses that are dependent on something, or you explain to the people, or you create a strong vision, uh, kind of like, and then you and, and values. You create values and then put them into the comp into the people and try to change them. And it it sounds really good, but I've seen it backfire a big time. <laughs> So I rather, yeah, I, I rather let uh, uh, let uh, the, the the people create the values because I believe that the good values are inherent in people. Mm. So instead of pushing it down to them, my, making them behave uh, and follow some values, I try to bring the values out of the people. Mm. And. And it's 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 so much easier <laughs> and so so much so much more uh, reliable. Energy. Cost less energy. Yeah. Yeah, cost less energy uh, to 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 uncover or discover something that is already in the people. And of course, people are different. It doesn't mean that everything goes well all the time. But I am seeing such a big desire in everyone in our company 
to succeed, them personally and for the company. They want to do well with other colleagues. They want the company to, to, to do well. They don't want to find, they do, don't want to backstab each other. They, they really want to have a nice experience of working for the company and create something interesting to work for for company that does something meaning, meaningful. Yeah. Martin, we're coming, we're coming to the end of this conversation. Thank you very much for, for the time you, you've, you've spent with me. I would like to, to ask you, um, uh, maybe a last question about um, your picture of the future. We both know that nobody knows the future, but we tend to have some dreams. We t- tend to have some pictures or visions or something, so direction that we are following. What, what would be your pictures or wishes or, or visions for the future? Do, do you want a wish or a, a dream or how I think it will go? Both. If you have a picture for both, for each of them, then then share it with me if you want. I think it's going in a in a right direction. It's still many of the old methods are used there, but it's it's going in 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 quite a nice direction. Not 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 everywhere, but uh, in general, it is. Yeah, the companies do care more about people, mm-hmm. uh, and I see it uh, on yeah, in small companies and in in, in big ones. What I'm hoping to and uh, what I, I believe uh, people will uh, learn more and more the truth about how people really operate. Because the, the, the results, it will be very difficult to ignore the results. If what I am seeing in my company and what you are studying and what we are studying, if it is true, it will be bringing results sooner or later, and it already is in many companies, and they are doing great, they are thriving. So the more people are, are, uh, do understand how really the mind works, how, how we as humans, the, the better the companies will do. The, the employees will be happier, the managers will be happier, uh, the, yeah, there will be better uh, ideas, uh, better decision-making, uh, yeah, less stress, much less stress. So the companies will do better and the ones that understand human mind will do better sooner or later. They, they, they will win <laughs> over the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. Of course, there is a different starting point, so it's not immediately. And then people will be more and more interested in, oh, how did you do that? And it's happening. People do come to me and they ask me, oh, oh why, why are you so fine? Why, even though you have such a challenging job, etc., why, how come you are not never, almost never stressed? Why, how come you are so happy? Uh, how come your, your people around you seem to be doing, doing so well? So people will be more and more interested in, in this. They will be, they will be listening. And not just to this, what we are learning. There are other, other of course, approaches that are uh, based in, in, in truth. So I believe we will be moving towards towards uh, how we truly work, that we work from the inside out, that, yeah, we have all the, all the stuff inside us and we do not have to look for all the uh, incentives and strategies and stress and pressure and all these things. That this, is, this is something, all the good stuff is already on the inside. So this is my wish and also my, my prediction that this will go in, 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 in the direction. And one of the things that I'm trying to do is I use a very different style of management compared to what I learned at school or, or what I saw in my previous companies. And 
if I'm successful, maybe other people will come and see, oh, oh how did you do that? And I'll explain them to, uh, to them what I, what I said to you. Yeah. Just care for the people, listen to them, see that when you are feeling horrible, bad, there's nothing wrong with you and it's not coming from the circumstances. It's just you have a lot of on your mind. And your mind wants to clear itself without any, without the need of any external uh, pressure or uh, a technique. So your mind will clear, and then you will see with clarity. Mm. And if people can get just that, the managers can get that. They can make decisions from the clear state of mind. They can care about the people. Then the the companies will thrive. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice picture for the future. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and I hope we, we might meet uh, in, in, in some time and I might share some, uh, some more tangible results that uh, yeah, will support what I'm saying, that it's not just a fantasy. Yes, I look forward to it. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening. That was another edition of Leadership Backstage. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you want to know more about me or have a conversation with me, you can get in touch via dsh-internationalhr.com.